Hello and welcome to another episode of Hymnology, a show about psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. My name is Sarah. This week we're going to talk about the topic of creative community. Creative community. Now that is a broad term. We have one, we have creativity. Creativity can mean almost anything. You can be a creative musician. You can be a creative artist. You can be a creative chef. You can be creative in anything that you do. So we're going to talk about creativity, but we're going to talk about cultivating that creativity in a community. What community are we talking about? Well, that depends on the community that you're a part of, but also we're going to talk about the community of creatives. We're going to talk about the community of musicians, and we're going to talk about the community, most importantly, of the local church. Today, my guest is Kirk Sowers. Now, Kirk is a worship pastor in Augusta, Georgia, but he is also the co-founder of a group called the Woodrake Sessions. The Woodrake Sessions. And that is a collective of creatives like we're going to talk about today. So I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kirk, and please stick around for uh, new projects he has coming up. I'll play one of his singles halfway through, and then maybe another one there towards the end. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Kirk Sowers, and I hope you'll stick around to the end. We are good to go. Okay. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I have Kirk Sowers here with us of Woodrake Sessions. And Kirk, I'm so glad that you are with us today. Thanks for joining us. Yes, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So. Yeah. So I met um, Kirk uh, not too long ago last fall at the Liturgy Collective. Um, you were leading worship for that first service, right? I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I met you there, and then uh, we met that night and kind of talked for a while. But, um, Kirk, if you don't mind, um, just kind of tell everybody who you are about yourself, kind of what you do for um, the church and just in general. Yes, yeah. So uh, I'm a worship leader in uh, Augusta, Georgia. Uh, I actually live in South Carolina, but I am a, a worship leader at First Presbyterian in Augusta. Okay, it is close, isn't it? It's kind of right there together. Yeah, it's right, right on the line. Yeah. You can okay. like throw a rock. You can throw a rock to South Carolina from here. I got gotcha. you. So. Okay. So, uh, and I've been here for a little over three years, and right. um, and yeah, so that's a little bit about me. I've, I uh, also, as you mentioned, I'm um, part of a songwriting uh, initiative called the Woodrake Sessions. That I partner with that with my friend uh, Paul Ranheim. Okay, and so you you came you came from Nashville, is that right? I did, yeah. I was in Nashville for uh, almost nine years, so and that's actually where I met Paul at. We both were, had a previous time there, so yeah. And so, what were you doing while you were in Nashville? Were you serving as a worship pastor? Or? I was, yeah. I was at a a, a small church plant there, and uh, and then I was just kind of in the world of songwriting uh, yeah. for many years there, and yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. All right, cool. Well, we'll come back around to that because we can talk when we begin to talk about kind of collaborating. Um, so yes. you mentioned Woodrake Sessions. All right. So I'm going to kind of let you explain exactly your heart behind that kind of the project. I watched the um, uh, the Kickstarter video that you all put out yeah. earlier. Um, and I know you've had several songs come out since then, um, since yes, yeah. that video has been out. So if you could really just kind of just explain what Woodrake Sessions is. Yeah, so um, you know, one of my greatest joys and and passions is to write songs. I love love it, and um, I actually met 
Paul specifically a number of years back in Nashville and we had met on a songwriting retreat actually. And, okay. uh, and then we both moved. Um, I moved here and then Paul actually has since moved to Colorado. Okay. But, um, yeah, you know, I, the, the Woodrick sessions is our, our heart behind it is to write songs for the church. And we, we really want to write songs that help reorient us back to what is true and beautiful and good in, uh, in God. And so that's really the idea of it. And we, we want these songs to be available for uh, just the church, um, at broad to, to yeah. be able to take these, listen to them, sing them in their, in, in their congregations. A little bit of the backstory on, on the Woodrake sessions is Paul and I had sort of reconnected early in 2020, actually before the pandemic had started, we reconnected and had tried to actually start writing songs. Both of us wanted to write some more and, uh, yeah. and we wanted to write together. And, and so we had, started writing some songs on zoom together and yeah. which was a, I, I didn't think could happen, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was, I'm sure that was fun. Right. Right. And, but anyways, uh, we, we did that and actually it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, and so we, we ended up writing quite a bit and then the pandemic happened and there was a season where we all had a lot of time <laughs> on our hands yeah. and we were writing a lot during that time. And part of just the, the spirit of, what we were doing is we were, especially once the pandemic happened, we were really trying to just kind of write for the moment. And, uh, and we were really wanting to write songs of, of hope. And honestly, a lot of it was we were writing, like, what do I need to sing to myself right now? That was a lot of the spirit of it. And, uh, but as you know, kind of one song led to another, we, we had, we sort of formed this songwriting initiative and, uh, and we've we're now we're almost about to put a record out here in a, in a couple months. So yeah, that's what I thought. So so you so Woodrake was kind of born. Was it born out of out of twenty twenty out of COVID, or did, was there? Did it yeah, in in, in many ways, yeah. I think I think that was really when a lot of the songwriting was just um, taking root. I mean, we we had written a song or two prior to the pandemic, so it wasn't like oh, the pandemic started and we started this thing. It was something we were doing right beforehand, but so much songwriting material was coming out at <laughs> that time and to the point where, you know, we just kind of feel like most of these songs coming out on this album are really just about hoping in God in weary times. And so we were really just feeling uh, just the craziness of life, the anxieties of life, the wrongness of all that was going on. And uh, we just were really yearning for God and, and his goodness and in the midst of that. And so, uh, so in many ways, the pandemic, um, uh, you know, was a, through the pandemic, we wrote, we wrote quite a bit. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we always hate to say, you know, during COVID, a lot of these good things happen, but uh, in, right, a lot of right. ways, in a lot of ways, a lot of the fruit did come from not being able to go anywhere and, and finding new ways yeah. to, to be. Creative. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so with with Woodrake, I'm just going to ask just kind of a, you know, an easy question for you. Why? Why that name? I've kind of been interested in that. You know, what what's what is Woodrake? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> well, when we it's 
sort of a funny story, but when we when we were starting to record the songs, it's like, okay, well, if you record songs, you got to release then release songs under yeah. something, right? And uh, man, we just could not think like, what do we want this to be called? And yeah. uh, we recalled a Wendell Berry poem one day. Yeah. And um, and that's where it comes from. It comes from a okay. Wendell Berry poem called "The Peace of Wild Things." Okay. And man, when I, I remember we were talking, I think we we're on Zoom talking about this, but yeah, uh, we one of us read the poem, and it was just like. I, if you've never read that poem, the piece of wild things is, is, is very short and, but it just is very, uh, it just really, um, what's the best way to put this? It just, you feel the weight of that poem, especially in light of 2020. It's yeah. just about bringing the angst into, um, uh, bringing your angst and, and going to a place where there's peace and stillness and um and feeling the grace of the world for a moment you know what i mean yeah and i just felt like when when we read that we we were inspired by that and it was like all right but it's got a it's got a point where it it mentions the going out to the to the waters where the where the wood drake lies and um so the, the topic today is is kind of a little it's kind of a two-way thing we're talking about creativity um, but we're also talking about community and a little bit of collaboration. Um, with Woodrake Sessions, it's not just um, you and your partner, correct? You, you bring in, you've brought in someone for every song to, to sing the song. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, early on when we started this thing, it was like we really, one of the things we valued was a community experience with it. Okay. It, we didn't want it just to be um i mean paul and i are the are the you know pretty much the only writers um okay. on it okay but we really wanted to involve as many um just as many talented and wonderful artists as we could and yeah. many as many voices as we could so that, that's been something we've valued uh kind of from day one with this yeah um and who are some of those um voices i mean just for for right i like i said i i have my uh I have my favorite song. I'll let you know that one in a second. I have a reason for it. But who who are some artists that you yeah. brought in? Yeah. So uh, Sandra McCracken, you mentioned yeah. her. She she's uh, on the single we released in October. Yeah. Uh, another October release was Wendell uh, Kimbra. Yeah. Which we're big fans of him. And um, this is the second time today those two names have been. Oh, really? Talked about together at the same time. Oh, man. <laughs> so. Well, they should be, they should both be talked about a lot because they're both yeah. fantastic yeah. and wonderful. Um, uh, Liz Vice is, is one. Uh, she's just absolutely just one of the best voices I've ever heard. She's just got this just beautiful, soulful, soulful artistic voice. And yeah. uh, uh, Leslie Jordan is going to be a part of it. Okay. Yeah. Super excited sons, about her. All Sons and Daughters. Correct. Yes. Right. The and former Sons and Daughters. Yeah. Fantastic. And then uh -huh. just the, uh, you know, the, the, our, Lucas Morton is our producer and he's just, man, he's just so, so, so good. And we've had some amazing musicians, a part and of Nate it. Nate Duggar is one, right? From Nate Jordan. Duggar did, did a good bit of session work on it. Yeah. Um, Terrence Clark is just uh, amazing drummer. Uh -huh. James Gregory and bass. We've got, we just got some awesome uh, just an awesome community of artists on here yeah. and 
we're honestly both Paul and I have kind of gotten through this. We're, we're just so humbled that yeah. that that others have have shared with us in this project, and it's, yeah. it really has been a fun community experience. So. Yeah, and so that I mean that's a in, in our world, you know, in our kind of liturgy Christian singer songwriter kind of world, um, you know, that is a, a pretty you know that's a good list of names you know that you you yeah. went with and yeah. so ha- practically you know how, how did that work you know did, did do you do you do this, all these recordings in augusta where you are or um how did it work practically for all of you yeah yeah we did a little bit of remote um uh work but yeah i would say probably a good you know you know 80 percent of it was done in nashville so we had a couple yeah. trips actually set up in Nashville, uh, you know, the pandemic definitely made that a challenge. I think one of them had to be canceled and, yeah. uh, just cause of the things were um, on the rise with COVID, but we, we were able to do most of it in person, which actually, man, it's just such a better experience. You just kind of, you can kind of have chemistry together. Just, you just can't, you can't be in person, <laughs> but okay. there's a few things like, you know, Liz lives out in, uh, out West in California. And so we, we definitely, uh, did, uh, did that remote. Paul did some vocals from Colorado. And so, but yeah, overall, most of it was done in Nashville. Um, yeah. but not everybody, um, can be in Nashville, right. You know, not, not everybody who, who serves at a local church can, can do that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So in, in your experience, or maybe kind of just in your, you know, in your point of view, how can a creative community be built um, in, in the context of your local church, but also maybe in the context of your, your actual community that you live in? Um, you know, how do you, how do you form that kind of community? Man, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you know, a, a big thing is just get to know, uh, you know, whatever your context is, you know, cre- creative community is a broad thing. I mean, my, it is. My, yeah. My, my context is music. Right. Primarily in terms right. of when I think about um, that, that question. So, but I, you know, it's funny when I moved to Augusta, um, I actually was like, cause I moved from Nashville and I was in Nashville for nine years and I really learned a lot about collaboration when I moved to Nashville. I did a lot, a lot of songwriting and uh, that was the vast majority of it was uh, uh, collaborative, um, two to three, sometimes even a fourth writer in there. And so, um, you know, when I moved to Augusta, uh, I didn't know what to expect. (laughs) I was like, is that kind of like you said, you know, not everybody can live in Nashville. And the idea of that is like, there's just so much talent in Nashville. What yeah. about the places that may not have that kind of talent or, you know, whatever. But yeah. when I moved here, it was so funny. Um, one of the, the, the things that I would just immediately committed to do was um, involve others in my love for creating. Uh-huh. And um, it's just crazy that when I took that step to do that, um, and sort of, it was a little scary because I was like, part of me is like, uh, am I going to try to involve people? And then our, you know, what we do and with songwriting, it's just not going to be that great. And then I'm going to have this, 
but is taking a step out and, and just connecting others into the collaborative experience of, of, uh, in my, in my particular context, creating music uh-huh. was really amazing. We, we, uh, we did a, um, a, a project my first year here where we just committed to write uh, a handful of Advent songs. And so around July, we started writing, I uh, started gathering people who were interested in songwriting and yeah. did songwriting. And, uh, and then I involved um, uh, a ton of musicians involved, uh, got involved in it. And it's actually, I discovered so much talent that was actually here just by taping, taking that step out and, and trying to involve people in. Yeah. So, I mean, I think my biggest encouragement, I guess, to that question is no matter where you're at, you're at, um, there's going to be obviously varying levels of, of, uh, of, you know, maybe talent, but take a step and you'll never, you'll, you'll, you know, I think that you'll realize a lot of times there's, there's some hidden talent <laughs> there. Yeah. And, uh, and, and a lot of times in the collaborative process, we can still sharp, we, you can come out with a, with a cool thing that you created. Um, but you got to take a step and, and really do that. So that's maybe kind of from a personal standpoint. Yeah. 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 Uh, and and I, I think, you know, I'm kind of in that, kind of in that boat, you know, we're, we're, you know, small town, not quite in Birmingham, not quite in Huntsville, you know, not, not quite in Nashville. Um, you know, you're just kind of in the heart of, of where you, the state that you live in and, um, you know, there's that pressure, uh, that everything has to go nationwide after you record something or, you know, you create, you know, it has to become an instant success. And sometimes things just, just your, your community needs that, you know, as as opposed to the rest of the world, you know. I, I totally agree. And, you know, it's actually, um, you know, it's actually very freeing not to feel like, you know, we, we did some recordings of, um, of this and I, you know, when I view about, think about these recordings, it's, they're not necessarily like, Oh, I just want to spread these all over the world. Yeah. Much of the recordings were about just like, um, they were sort of a homegrown experience, but that served our, our, our local context. But one of the interesting things about, about that was it was not so much about how amazing the songs were. It was about, um, yeah, as we created these songs, we, we labored together to bring our expression of praise or Thanksgiving or lament uh, into these songs. And it actually enriched our love and and enjoyment of God together. And that was the, 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 just the awesome thing about it is like, it's not that these songs were the greatest thing that ever filled <laughs> the sanctuary of uh, first Presbyterian and Augusta, but it was about the, a lot of these songs were really fun because we experienced these things together. We created these things together. Yeah. We arranged these things together and, uh, and that was very special and our, and our community was not only served, but it was, uh, we were deepened, uh, in our community with one another you know so we're talking about creativity um you mentioned there you know creativity is is a it's a broad term i mean you can be you know a creative cook or you know create you know you know you can 
crochet. You can do anything um, <laughs> creatively. Um, but in the context of worship, um, we probably sometimes we're a little afraid to to be too liberal with our creativity in in worship. So, but but we also don't want to be so boring to the point where we're just going through the motions in in what we do. Right. So, what is a what's a good balance, or maybe a, a good way to express just simple creativity within the context of worship at the church? Mm. And that can mean any, I mean, that's a broad, I know the, con, that con, the local church is different wherever you go, but um, in general, how do you think that can be? Different? Right, right. Well, I mean, I think, um, I guess my first thought is uh, whether elaborate or simple, it it's about serving others, you know, yeah. with, with whatever that creative thing is. Um, and I think the spirit is about um, of of creating is to be uh, would take what you have with skill to serve another and to yeah, serve a, a community. Yeah. That's always like a you know how much is how much is over the top in a yeah. maybe in a church setting versus yeah. like um, you know that the balance of like oh that's just too showy or too yeah. <laughs> versus like, Oh, that's just so bland. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. <clears throat> and then what, whatever that middle is, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. And I don't know what's right and, uh, and what's wrong, but, um, you know, I think, I, th I think the, the spirit of, uh, behind it of it's about serving, serving others with this work. Yeah. rather than um using this work to get others to serve me in this moment yeah and and, and i think you i think you said it right at at the beginning of that you said that you know really truly the essence of it is to work with what you've got in in the best way right. possible you know right we, we, we we've got a yeah i've i've got a um one, one of our um i'm one of a few music staff at my church and yeah I mean, uh, our, we have some, you know, amazing music staff. One one holds a doc a doctorate in organ performance, you know, from wow. University of Cincinnati, and then uh, another is just, um, I mean, probably the best jazz musician, uh, jazz pianist I've ever played okay. with and wow. ever, or ever met. You know, he's yeah. just an amazing pianist, and his capabilities are uh, through the roof. And we've had plenty of times where we, um, you know, we dove into that, you know, yeah. and those, those skill, that skill set in, in the context of, a of the church and even in a worship service where it was, yeah. uh, and it really served people, you know what I mean? It really moved people. It moved, it stirred their hearts and their affections with the be the beauty of it. And yeah. so, but the spirit of each, uh, of, of, of our, pianist and our organist who, who has the ability to do that with his uh, skill on the organ yeah. is that they really are trying to help um, serve others and draw them into the heart of God, lead them to the heart of God with their music. Yeah. Um, and they do it well. And, uh, but then there's some, sometimes, like you said, just the simplicity of an acoustic guitar it yeah. can accomplish that too. Yeah. Um, 
but and depending on the and depending on the context, you know, sometimes the it's simply popping in a a track, you know, and playing, <laughs> right? And, and pressing yeah. play. And that's that's what you got. That's what you got, you know. And and um, and I, I think just in general, having a sensitivity to yeah. having a sensitivity is a huge uh, to yeah. to the fact of like I want to I want to draw people to uh, help help others be drawn to the Lord in this and not myself. And so having that sensitivity is a great thing, you know, just always having that in front of you. And, uh, but at the same time, not being afraid to, to dive into wonderful skill that yeah. and, and beauty that's, that exists there. Don't hold the beauty back Yeah. at the same Definitely. time. And, Definitely. And, and uh, I know that we, um, I, when I was speaking um, with, um, Luke last week, um, we we brought up one of the speakers from the Liturgy Collective who mentioned, you know, part of part of your job as a, as a worship pastor is to help others to see beauty, um, absolutely in, in yeah. worship, and and that I think that's kind of where you are too on that, and it's such an important job that in in the midst of okay, did I did I get my slides in? Did I do pro presenter? Did I do planning center? All that kind of thing, you know, we can forget that. You know, we can forget just right. letting see the beauty of it. You know, absolutely, yeah. Well, man, you um, you mentioned uh, you have a, a upcoming um, project, and at, at this point, uh, when when this goes out, um, it'll already be released. Um, so you have a new song out, right? Uh, we do, yeah. So we well, we've got one releasing this. Well, I guess by the time this yeah. comes out, this is coming Friday, out, so. yeah. Yeah. So this. In this very moment, is this coming Friday? But that's right. You're listening now, it's when, out. When, when, when this is out, it will be last Friday. <laughs> All right. So it's called I See a King, uh, okay. and it features, um, I mentioned earlier, Liz Vice. Okay. And uh, it, we're so excited about this song. Uh, I, one of the things I love about this song is it's sort of this, um, it, the title sort of says it in some ways, it's this visionary song. Okay. That uh, kind of looks looks to the day when when Jesus will reign uh, perfectly every square inch of the earth yeah. with no you know no tears and sorrow and and death and pain anymore, and so it's just sort of this visionary song of of a king who rules with uh, equity and justice and love and um, and just living in that perfect reign. So that. Of the world, 
king Laughing with great delight Sharing the finest wine He's the name of love I see the glory of the Lord Fill the corners of the world Like a river to a desert He restores And I can hear the earth rejoice Clap her hands and shout for joy Singing great is the King, hallelujah, he's done great things Soon the day, soon the day Soon the day, soon the day No more sickness, no more tears, no more pain Soon the day, he will reign forevermore music from Woodrake is um is on i know it's on spotify and everywhere else you can stream yep pretty much any streaming platform so okay um any album coming soon it is yeah we we haven't nailed down an exact date but it's probably going to be um probably like mid-march it's looking like so pretty soon Uh, yeah pretty pretty soon so and we'll we've already released five uh i think five of the songs of the eight that are going to be on there so it's just it'll be an additional three yeah. uh three of which we're really excited about um one of those being i uh, mentioned leslie jordan she yeah. sings on one and uh man she's just knocks it out of the park it's so beautiful yeah. so yeah good well we're looking for, forward to it, man and i appreciate you speaking with us and i thank all of you for joining us and i uh, hope you join us for next time thanks so much kirk yes thank you well, if you're someone who wants to be involved in a creative community and there's not one around you, I hope that through this interview with Kirk, you're able to understand that you could start that community. You could be the one who opens the door for your area to have a community of creatives. But you could also be the one who opens the door for others to be creative within the walls of your church. It's also a great outreach for those who are outside of the church as well. Thank you again for watching. Be sure to uh, find Kirk and the Woodrake Sessions um, upcoming projects that they're having in the near future and go back and listen to the album that they just released last Friday. But again, my name is Sawyer and you have been watching Hymology.